Hi everyone and welcome back to SGTV. This is part of our Job Roots for Electricians mini-series. And today we are talking to Sam from Evolt Electrical, who is a domestic installer. So as we said with all of these videos, this is to give you guys and girls out there an idea of the various routes you can take as an electrician, whether that's domestic, commercial, industrial, agricultural, rail, loads. So we've been speaking to lots of different guests. So please make sure you keep an eye out for those videos. So anyway, Sam, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. No, it's a pleasure. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. You seem to, uh, you've got more energy than me today. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, it's the first for me. Yeah, no, I'm uh, excited to be part of it, really. So, uh, yeah, no, thank you for having me on. No, no, it's, it's a pleasure. Um, so I think before we get into the ins and outs of sort of uh, what it means to be a domestic installer, are you, are you okay just sort of telling us a little bit about your background, your training, how you got to sort of where you yeah. are now, yeah. whether you're employed or self-employed, that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, well... Um... <laughs> To summarise, I suppose, without going on, um, started when I was about 18. Um, I did an apprenticeship course with a lovely company called Lauren Lloyd, who were mainly a commercial company. Um, got sort of uh, chatting to the director of that, who uh, we got on like a house on fire, and he fast-tracked me to my apprenticeship, where I did it at a Chichester College. Um, I did that for about three, three to four years, because I had a little respite. Um, because I had the chance to uh, go work in Dubai with a company. Okay, and, yeah. Um, we were working on the airport. Um, great opportunity come up and me being king, um, you know, raise your hands, who wants to go? And, you, you know, I was about, what, 21 at the time? I'm thinking, you know, yeah, it sounds a bit of fun. Um, real hard work, weather was incredibly hot. Um, but, yeah, no, done all that. Um, so, yeah, fully trained, done my apprenticeship, my AM2, um, before deciding to sort of take a step into the domestic sector, uh, where I, I met my next boss, Andy. Uh, he took me on. We did a lot of work around sort of Brighton Hove, Sussex area, um, doing like HMOs uh, for student lets, um, people's houses, kitchens, rewires, you name it, um, which was a massive difference, if I'm honest, from the commercial sector, whereas yeah. Um, schools, hospitals, uh, airports, all of that. Was it just a difference in environment or actually the, the wiring side of things as well? It's, it's, a bit, it's a bit of both, really. I'd say the environment um, on a commercial site is very um, sort of heavy. Um, sorry, apologies, my dog's scratching at the door. <laughs> no um, problem. Uh, come on, mate. Uh, it's very... Goodbye. Sorry, let me start again. Yeah, so the commercial sector for me was very sort of... Um, Male-dominated, definitely male-dominated. Um, me walking in as a young guy kind of felt a little bit, you know, off-put by all of these sort of macho men. Um, I think times have changed a little bit now. This was going back, um, I don't know, 2008, so it's probably a lot different now. Um, and the work was very, you know, large-scale, um, you know, metal trunking and uh, containment and things like that. Um, not really a fear of messing up, I think, on commercial, whereas you go into domestic, um, you know, you're on your own. You know, you're working in uh, Mrs. Smith's house, who's a little old lady, and you've got to start smashing holes in walls. Um, and it starts making you think, you know, you've got, uh, you've got to overthink everything. You've got to yeah. think a lot more. But commercial, I think, was kind of like a large scale and lots of people to rely on. The domestic, you're on your own. Lots of people to blame as well. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but I, yeah, I just, for some reason, I think domestic just suits me better. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think I like the challenge and 
I also like going to do some of these wacky houses. We've done, we've had the pleasure of working some really cool sort of projects and we've luckily got them with some really nice builders and we get to just, you know, talk our minds, suggest things and the customers love it. And I quite like doing that sort of, you know, taking a risk and sort of giving the customer something a little bit out there. And uh, yeah, it's the thrill of it. I love it. What sort, what sort of wacky houses are you talking about? Well, we, we <laughs> today, I mean, we went to the countryside, um, uh, not too far from here is in Ashurst. Um, lovely customers of ours that we've been working for for some time and they've got masses of masses of land. Uh, we've got, you know, private lake and a polo field and we've wow. got a helicopter hangar, <laughs> which you always need. Um, but yeah, that we've done quite a lot of stuff for them, um, suggesting, you know, like external lighting around fire pits and uh, pergola lighting and different arrangements and, um, just smart kitchens, loads of LED track lights and, um, you know, plastering profile LEDs, etc. Just, yeah, just get a little bit more free reign on stuff. And it's been pretty cool. I've really enjoyed it. And I just didn't get that side with commercials. So for me, you know, I'm not saying it's for everyone. Some people are born to do commercial, some people domestic, but I just like the domestic side of things and dealing one-to-one with a client. Um, which, as you can tell, I'm a bit of a chatter. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, what, what sort of resonates is when, yeah. when, you, when, you, when you've got domestic um, customers, for example, and you've got that relationship with them, and if you're already on site with them, you, it, it's not, I wouldn't, it's more upselling, isn't it? It's not saying, oh, while I'm yeah. here, do you want me to do that? You, you know, you're offering a service, and they're either happy to take that or not. And uh, if it gives you the chance to keep working in, you know the kind of houses you like the areas you like then brilliant yeah. it's a win-win isn't it it is yeah that's that's the main part i love about the job um i really like dealing with clients i'm, I'm a people person i like talking to the clients and um you know i like it when someone gives me an idea and we can deliver it and that that job satisfaction i get from that makes me love my job so i'm, I'm one of the lucky people who can actually say i love doing what i do so um which i'm quite thankful for yeah no, that's good. Um, I know you said that you saw you, you got offered the job, the chance to go into domestic, but was there anything before that that was drawing drawing you in that made you want to go into it, or was it more accidental? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I feel like um, forever, uh, or, or through the whole course of me training, um, I was always seen instantly as you know the young person. Um, so being eighteen amongst them. Um, uh, 40, 50 year old men who've been doing it since, you know, three years younger than I've started, you know. So it's kind of like me walking into an industry where you automatically, um, not necessarily like negative, but you were also seen as like, oh, you know, you're the young guy, you'll never make it, all sort of thing. And and it kind of fueled me a little bit. And I kind of wanted to be this standout person. And I was really passionate about what I did and I wanted to sort of be above certain people and sort of set myself goals. Um, being in sort of that industry at that time, uh, might have just been the company I was with with certain people, I was always felt to be just a number and sort of working under someone. Uh, and I think an opportunity arise to be like a trainee supervisor on a commercial site. Um, and I had the chance, I believe it was Sussex University at the time when we were doing it, we had a lecture theatre uh, and my um, supervisor at the time, my foreman, was a fantastic guy called Alan, really nice guy, gave me the chance to kind of do it under him, but he gave me the opportunity and he, he thought I did a really good job. So I thought, you know what, opportunities arise, I'm going to apply for this. 
uh, and see if I can get it. And sadly, I just kind of just didn't even get a reply, okay. uh, which told me told me to sort of say, you know, what's the next step for me? Am I going to just be this person that's underappreciated, or do I want to make something of myself? And what's the next step? Am I forever going to be an electrician working for a big company and next school, next hospital, tell to go here, tell to go there? So. I kind of had that hunger and desire to do something I wanted to do um, and make a decision. And, you know, you get comfortable in these things, um, but it really resided in me that I had to do something. The opportunity came up and I took it and I'm really thankful I did, actually. It's the best decision I've made. But what, what, what I find interesting, though, is like you say, 12, 13 years ago, um, it, it was quite male-dominated. It was quite... You know, you come in as the younger one, you could be looked down upon, treated not the best, but that was a sign of the times then. Not saying, not not apologising for it, but that was how things were. And times do change. But like you said, that gave you the inspiration and drive to push you push yourself forward. So out of that, there's a positive. Do you, do you think that sort of mentality and atmosphere still exists now, or is it a lot more relaxed and friendly? I think more so, I mean, it's been a hell of a long time since I've worked commercial side. I mean, we do offer commercial, um, but usually it's maybe more sort of small areas. Um, I know for the fact, uh, I know for a fact, sorry, the people uh, we work with um, definitely don't think that way. I definitely don't think that way. I've forever been in that sort of way and mindset to, I just, just in my head, it was like, why isn't there more women in this industry? And, you know, uh, I know for a fact, uh, my nan, bless her, um, she's like 86, living in um, Watford, in London. I know for a fact she'd rather have a young lady come round to do her electrics than, than me, for example, short hair covered in tattoo. It's just that sort of, you know, people sort of associate things with, you know. Sort yeah. There's a huge market for it. And I feel like the way the world's going... Um, you know, just because you're a woman, just because you're a man, just because you're whatever, you know, whatever gender you um, defy yourself as, doesn't stop you being whatever you no, want to be. Absolutely. And we've had some brilliant female sparks on our show. Oh, yeah, incredible. I follow yeah. some on Instagram and stuff, and they're amazing. Like, absolute hats off to them. They're fantastic. So, yeah. What, and, what they and it's so, not just commercial. They're, you know, I've seen them yeah. working in domestic, uh, you know, various other, other avenues. Um, but let's let, let's go sort of shift back over to domestic. Yep. So, so yep. It's, it's like I said, it's interesting that you've been pushed, you've been inspired by the sort of harder times to do better, and that's pushed you into domestic and how much you enjoy that, which is great to see. Um, but what sort of what's the main sort of things you're doing on a day to day basis? I know you said about sort of some of the outdoor lighting for fire pits and things like that, but I mean, yeah. walk us through a sort of typical day for you if there is such a day. Uh, well. <laughs> At the minute, I'm sure everyone would agree with me, a typical day sort of um, mayhem, because um, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure, well, I hope everyone's the same, it is, it is chaos. Um, everyone wants work at the minute, a lot of people not going on holidays, obviously the whole coronavirus thing, people spending money on houses. Um, if I was to go, sort of a typical day would be maybe, I, I usually start off my morning um, surveying a job or a small job, if there is such a thing. Um, for example, I might come home and someone might say, oh, I've got a small issue that needs sorting. Can you get there? Sort of allow myself a half an hour, an hour to sort something like that out in the morning. Um, should I need it? If not, I'll go to my job. 
um, which will usually be, you know, a disconnection of um, an existing kitchen to be ripped out ready for a new one, say for a bathroom, uh, disconnection of an old rear extension that's going to be ripped down, made way for a new one. Um, could be first fixing, so we could be getting some cables containment in and some boxes ready to go. Um, or the best part of it, second fixing, which we have been doing today, uh, second fixing a rear extension uh, for kitchen, dining room, open plan lounge and a utility area, uh, which we thankfully got done just in time for me to be here today. So, um, so yeah, it went really well today. Um, you know, sometimes it can overlap, but at the end of the day, we set ourselves a goal um try to achieve it unless it's unrealistic um so that's that yeah. what is it you like so much about second fix i just um you know uh, it goes through a lot of stages where drilling out walls and putting in massive chases and running a chasing tool and you just get covered as thick with dust brick dust and it's never nice is it <laughs> it's never nice no it leaves yeah. that weird taste in your mouth as well yeah, exactly yeah. That. and uh, you know we all should wear face masks and stuff and you know we do some of the time but you know it's just you come home and you're covered in it and um, lofts are the worst one I must admit um, that's something I never get used to and me being the younger of the two um, of our company um, I'm always the one crawling through them <laughs> so second fix you don't really necessarily have to do that um, it's nice clean work and it's also the final part of it um, um, I'm quite proud of our work and everything. So I always host um, an array of our jobs and stuff on our Instagram. Um, so it's always really nice to sort of finish a job, take nice photos. It's like a sense of pride. And also the customer comes in and they get excited because their room, it finishes a room. You know, you could you can have it all painted. You can have the floor laid down and everything like that. But when you've got cables hanging out left, right and centre, no lights, no power, it's, it just finishes it off nicely. And that's the nice part of the job. That's the best part. Definitely. I've always said this, and I've said it on other episodes. I think when you see, you know, whether you're in other parts of the trade, different trades or whatever, when you see a finished product that you've built and installed working and functional, I think there's something very satisfactory about that. Yeah. You know, whether it's building a wall, putting in a gas central heating system or whatever it is, you know, I think there's always that, I've done that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. Exactly. And it works, which is always a bonus. Exactly that, you know. It's, um, that's one thing that always makes me laugh. I was saying this to um, uh, my business partner the other day. It's like, you know you've done it properly. Everything's all done by the regs. It's all going to work. And for some reason, even when you flick that switch to turn on a light, you get that sense of like, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sad, I know, but it's just the child in me, I suppose. But, yeah. yeah. Um, so is, is most of your work indoors or outdoors a good variant? Uh, we, we usually have a saying is uh, when it's raining, it's garden work. And when it's summer, we're in a loft. <laughs> and it tends to be that way. Uh, I'd say we get quite a, a, a good mixture, a quite a good blend of sort of outdoor, indoor work. Um, I think with the new sort of technologies coming out and, and different lighting arrays that these uh, manufacturers are coming out with, um, a lot more people are putting in um, nice lighting arrangements in their garden. Um, I, for one, have just done the same um, on my decking, where I've put some uh, LED strips amongst the decking. And I must admit, it was a bit of a trial and error because I've never really done it with the decking before. Um, but again, it's something that I can now recommend and show people. Um, 
but yeah, I'd say, I'd say we get quite a good mixture, mainly indoors, I'd say, um, mainly through builders and stuff for kitchens, extensions, etc. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all dependent on what the customer wants at the end of the day, but yeah, we offer it all. So where do you get most of your customers from? Are you mainly working subcontracted from builders or is it just, you know, Mrs. Smith wanting her fuse board or something like that? Um, it's, it, it's always comes in sort of different ways, I suppose. Um, we, we could have a couple of months with loads of people calling us up for recommendations uh, from social media. I think uh, social media is a huge platform, actually, um, for gaining clients. Um, and also the power of word of mouth is is fantastic. Um, and it is, it is down to that old saying, you know, you're only as good as your last job. So you do a good job, you tend to get recommended. Um, and through that, we built our company from that. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd say we get quite a bit of a mixture. So um, we have quite a few builders on board now, uh, which is fantastic. And they keep us nice and busy. But at the end of the day, not every job of theirs needs an electrician as they may have that one in place, a family member or, um, you know, it's just, it comes in peaks and troughs, I'd say, but it's, it's always worked out quite nicely. It's sort of happened at the right time. So, uh, yeah, it's good. Have you ever had to sort of weed out any um, or builders, for example? Because I've never come across a bad builder in my experience, which is good. But obviously you see shows like Road Trade, Rogue Traders and things like that. Um, and then it can have a knock-on effect, can't it? So if you've gone and done work for a dodgy builder, it could put your money, your reputation, all that kind of thing on the line. So have you had to personally weed any out? Um, so that's a good question, actually. Um, I mean, like you say, I've, I've worked with some fantastic builders. The guys I work with now are phenomenal. Um, I couldn't speak highly of them, uh, enough of them, sorry. Um, in the past, I wouldn't say I've necessarily had builders that were bad, um, it might have been buildings that were terrible paying, uh, which at the end of the day, this is why we do our job. Um, you know, I know I've got passion for it. I know I love what I'm doing. But at the end of the day, it doesn't put not being paid doesn't put food on the table and pay the bills. Um, I wouldn't say I've necessarily had to weed them out, but uh, it, there has been situations in past where it got to the point of you know um, I'm not coming back until I'm paid or you'd need to pay a certain amount up front before we start the job um, to cover us from previous mistakes. Um, it's kind of trying to be really professional about it because at the end of the day, you don't want to cut your nose off to spite your face because these builders at the end of the day are giving you work. It's not that they're never not paying you either. It's just they're not paying you efficiently or quick and quick enough. So it's kind of trying to find a balance what works well and what doesn't. Um, in a sense of the weeding out, I suppose it comes to a time where, you know, um, I would never name or shame anyone, but it comes to a time where I would be preferring working with different builders over others. So I would um, sort of prioritise their work uh, and sort of get into their booking schedules more so than the others. And then over time, it just became that you weren't available. Um, but I don't like saying no to work. So if I ever was available... I'd still try and find a way of putting it in. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really important when you work for yourself not to say no to a job um, because you never know what that could lead to. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> it comes with experience, though, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah Building yeah. relationships and understanding, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Who's worth working with and who's maybe not worth working with for uh, yes. certain points. But, um, 
What would you say? Um, what, what do you say the, your most favourite bits of the job? I know you said you like enjoy your, your second fix, but are there any aspects that you really enjoy doing? Yeah, I, I really like meeting people. I'm, I'm, I'm a big people person. Um, a uh, big part of our job, especially um, again in the domestic sector, you get to meet people in their homes, and and the beauty of that is that everyone's different, and uh, every person's got different personality, different tastes, and and it's quite nice to sort of you kind of become like a bit of a chameleon, I think, and it's quite it's quite fun. I quite enjoy it because you have to sort of adapt to someone and, you know, you, um, not that you're tr- always trying to win them over because you should always be yourself, but, you know, you're always trying to please and get, get what they want um, and you have to sort of adapt to their personality to get that. I quite, I quite enjoy that, um, other, other than the rewarding part of finishing a job and, and seeing their faces at the end. Um, being complimented um, by the customer is probably the best best part about it. Um, when you when you because it's all well and good saying that you know you, you've done a good job, you're good at your job, and you know everything's done perfectly, you're all happy. But when the customer comes and says something really nice, like you know, fantastic job, or would go far enough to leave you a five star review on your social media, or party one and say something really nice about you, you just can't, you can't beat that. Um, when you work for yourself, you do something like that, it just makes everything worth it. When you've had a real rough week or something's not quite gone right, kind of just completely obliterates all of the bad stuff, turns it into a positive. Yeah, getting, getting paid always helps as well. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, if you don't get paid, yeah, there's no point doing it. Yeah. Are, you, so. are you similar to some of, the, some of the other electricians I've spoken to? They get, they get the goodies as well. Like you might get some cakes or some... Bacon sandwich or this, that, and the other. Yeah, well, there's there's been some customers. You sort of like uh, you kind of want to remark them a little bit, put a note in the book. You know, but, uh, <laughs> this one brings food. That's it, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know, Mrs. Smith brings out bacon patties, so we we'll look after her a bit more. But um, yeah, I mean, we, we've all been to jobs, haven't you? Where you get um, the cakes, biscuits, teas, coffees, and stuff. But we've also been to ones where you don't even get water. <laughs> yeah. So um, it always makes it better, makes the job better, doesn't it? When you get coffee, yeah. I've, I've, coffee. I've seen some jobs where people, where the homeowner won't even let them use the toilet. It's like no, okay. you, can, you can find your own place, go up the service station or something. Okay. Uh, it's crazy, isn't it? I know. Yeah. That's that's the joy of being a tradesman, I'm afraid, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, in domestic, yeah. anyway. Yeah. What yeah. what about um, cons of the job? Are, are there any things that you find difficult? Uh, I suppose for uh, speaking on my behalf, I'd probably say in my sector, um, personally for me, we'd probably be bringing it home. Um, it's really easy when when I was working for a company, um, be it commercial or domestic, more so commercial. You can kind of hide a bit, um, not necessarily as in like when you're on the tools, but I mean, you could kind of um, get, get away with a little bit of, you know, like not caring, which is probably not the right word to, to use, but you wouldn't necessarily come home and think, oh, Christ, if I, I should go back there and tweak that or, oh, blindly, I've left that off. Or, you know, when I come home from a typical day, I'm thinking about, right, I need to sort that out for Monday. I need to get them ready for Tuesday. I need to pay that bill. I need to make sure that's paid, chasing for money. I need to reply with invoices. It can be really stressful. Um, uh, mental health can take a huge knock, and I think you've got to be really strong-minded. Um, but when you get home, you know, you're... My typical working hours, I'll probably get up at half six and get home at five, let's say, for a typical day. It doesn't necessarily mean my job finishes when I get home. 
Um, I might be um, doing invoices and all of the stuff I've mentioned earlier, um, you know, sometimes till like 10, 11 uh, at night and there's no hiding from it. And when you're your boss and there's no one else to do it, um, it's all on you. Um, and without the captain, you don't sell the ship really. Um, uh, you know, some people are fortunate enough to have large companies that get people to do it. Um, and I think we will be heading that way shortly because workload has just come on leaps and bounds. So fingers crossed that will take the stress and, and all of that away. But I know what I'm like and um, everything has to be perfect. <laughs> and uh, I like being in control of it. And um, I wouldn't want that sort of work ethic to, to drop. So I'd say that's, that's probably the biggest con for my personal experience um, of the job. I know speaking to other, other electricians in the industry, they've, they've almost said when they've got to the point where they need to expand with staff or even getting someone in to help with the books or paying a company to do the books and things like that, uh, they never looked back. You know, it was almost a bit of a nervous step. But once they've done it, it's just like, yeah, you know, it's worth it. It's worth it. I can do the bit I enjoy, what I'm good at, and then pay someone who, who can do, deal with all the bits I don't want to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely um, uh, something I will be looking into. Um, I, I mean, we've, we've got accountants and things like that, but with, with, with all the nitty gritty bits, like you say, you know, at the end of the day, I like being on the tools and I feel I will always be on the tools. Um, as, as long as my body holds out, I'll be on the tools. Um, that's the part of the job I like. I like dealing with the customers and stuff. So I think you're right, you know, it is a nervous step taking it. but Yeah. Uh, Something you, it's something you just, um, you've got to investigate, I suppose, and find out. Um, but yeah. Take the, take the leap. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. I, I always like to ask people, especially in the domestic sector, if they've got any horror stories of uh, being on the job, because there's usually one or two that spring to mind for, for people. I wouldn't say necessarily horror stories on our behalf, I'd say. Um, I mean, obviously, there's like the odd... I wouldn't necessarily say it's horror, but it's more funny, um, you know, when you work on commercial sites with all the apprentices and things like that and just the stupid things that happen. And um, I'd say probably the worst horror story I know of, it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't us, it was on a job we were working on, but um, we are doing a full house renovation extension, lovely place in Lewis. Um, I think it was four floors um, and it was on the river, so it was very expensive. I think it was actually next to a grand design house um, so lovely area, loads of money. Anyway, we got to the end of the job. We had literally been in to finalise, signed everything off, issued the certificates, all done. Um, the customers said, oh, well, you know, thank you for all your hard work, blah, 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 we're going to go on holiday. So I was like, enjoy. So they had a place abroad. I think they went away for three weeks to their second home. Um, we got a phone call, I think, about a week later um, from the woman, sounding very stressed and quite upset. And we were like, oh, what's happened? She said, well, we were three days into our holiday and um, we got a call from the pub opposite us because there was a, a pub, I think it was called Snowdrop Inn. And they said that the fire alarms were going off and um, apparently they had to break in and a, a, a quick fit um, on the pipe on the top floor had burst and it flooded the whole house before they'd even properly lived in it. And it, I think it was flooding for about a day, 12 hours to 24 hours before it eventually got into the, all the fire alarms and everything and it was sounding it off. So that would have properly uh, filled up then. Yeah, and they, it flooded the whole house, wrecked the whole house. So to, wow. um, luckily, luckily, the plumber obviously said, you know, it's my fault, claimed on the insurance. I had to rip it all out and start again. 
So that's that's what that was. That was a horror story. I feel really sorry for the guy. So apologies if you ever watch this. <laughs> yeah, if he's watching that now. Yeah. yeah, no, no, but um, yeah, it was it was horrible. I mean, I, we can laugh now because they're, they're they're all happy. They've got their house, but um, yeah, I'd, oh, horrible feeling that must have been. Yeah. Have you got any sort of standout moments uh, where you feel like you've really helped someone? I don't know. Maybe helped a, an old lady with a fuse board or something like that things yeah, that really stand out in your career yeah there was um there was a few years going back actually it was um it was definitely way before coronavirus um i think we were called out um to an old lady bless her i think she recently was um widowed her late husband passed away bless him and um, oh interrupted apologies um apologies Anne. no problem sorry ben sorry <laughs> get a dog they said get a dog they said no he's lovely yeah so apologies for that um yeah so going a few years back um a lady was recently widowed um for her late husband and uh, she caught me up in a bit of a panic i think it was about well in the evening sometime early evening um she didn't have any electrics bless her and she was in a right panic and um we said you know look We'll come round. We don't. It's not usually our thing. We didn't really do that at the time to do like emergency call outs. But you could tell she was in a right panic. And bless her, she explained her situation over the phone. So I felt real sorry for her. I felt awful. So anyway, we we drove over there, and bless her, she was a bit of a hoarder. So it was uh, getting in and finding problems was a nightmare. And I think it took us about three four hours before we rectified the problem. Um, and we got it all done for her working, and she was over the moon. She was absolutely ecstatic um and you could you, not that i'd ever judge someone or whatever but you just you know him and you get a feeling in like deep down you just think you know what just leave, leave it now we just said to her you know look we're happy to help you out uh, any problems let us know and if anyone needs anything recommend us but any problems give us a call um we left it at that and she was over the moon um so that that was that felt really good actually um yeah, that was really nice. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, so yeah, I, I do like stories like that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really nice feeling actually. It was one of those moments which you say, "How much do I?" You and you just think, do you know what? Um, no, nah, you can just don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So yeah, yeah. just so just get just get someone in to clean up soon. Yeah. That, that'll make me <laughs> feel better. <laughs> but next time, if there's a problem, clear it up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, um, yeah, working working in that house, bless her, yeah. It's, um, yeah, sad, bless her. But we sorted it, which is good. Um, I want to talk to you about sort of education, well, from education going into the industry. So do you think sort of coming out of uh, whatever your method of education is, whether it's apprentice, college, evening course, short course, whatever it is, um, do you think that domestic is the natural next step from there or is it fairly open? I'd, I'd probably say it's probably uh, when I did it, it was open. Definitely, um, I think more so going through the apprenticeship course through commercial was sort of like hand in hand from my perspective. Um, I didn't really know at the time if domestic was necessarily doing the full apprenticeship, uh, but then at the same time, if I'm being completely honest, I didn't really know that if the free course uh, or the three month course, I think they do the intense course. Uh, to get you as a domestic installer, I believe. Um, I don't know if that was running at the time. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, 
it's all sort of part and parcel, really. I mean, for, for me, the apprenticeship was uh, the best way to get into it. Um, talking from my experience, you just learn a lot more. Um, we did a day release, I think it was. So you did four days work, one day at college, and you kind of put what you were learning into practice. And I feel that was really, really good. Um, I can't say that it would be the same for domestic at the time because I was commercial. Um, so, yeah, it's, I'd say it all depends on what sort of side of work you began in. Um, I, I, I don't really know how they do it these days. Uh, for me, I found a job before the apprenticeship. Um, I, I know quite a few people now do the course before finding a job. So it's all sort of relevant, I feel. Uh, but I think learning whilst putting it into practice is definitely a huge aid and would help anyone. In yeah. That sense. yeah. Uh, bef- before we finish this episode, what sort of advice would you give to not only people thinking of getting into the industry, but perhaps who are in a different sector and are looking to get into domestic? I'd say, um, you know, you've always got to broaden your horizons a little bit and, and take a risk. Um, you know, it's very easy, I think, in this industry to get really comfortable and, um, you know, happy with where you are. But I kind of feel like you can push your boundaries always. Um, even if it doesn't work out for you, just try it. Um, and, you know, believe in yourself a little bit because I think it's quite common to think to yourself, I could never do that. Um, because that's the wrong attitude to have anyway. Um, but you can train yourself to just, you know, be more positive and attack things and I always think that anyone could do anything you put your mind to it um but yeah I recommend to everyone you know if you enjoy doing what you do in your sector and you you could honestly say that you get up and work's not work then I wouldn't try doing anything else because at the end of the day if that's work for you and you enjoy it then I wouldn't even bother um if you get up and you think bloody hell I've got to go to work and you're not really enjoying that sector then try something different because I can tell you now when I was a commercial electrician I used to wake up and sometimes feel to myself, am I doing the right thing? Do I want to do this? And I can honestly say now, there's not a day that I wake up and I'm regretting anything. And I, I honestly, hand on heart, love what I do. Um, and I'm really, really happy with everything. And if I didn't make that jump to the domestic, if I didn't then make the jump from domestic to being my own boss, I might not have been here. So you have to sort of open different doors and check out different avenues that would yeah. be my advice yeah and it, and it has a knock-on effect doesn't it in, i mean if you're if you're not happy in your job that can spill into your personal life if you are happy into your job that spills into your personal life in a good way you know you're going home happy yeah family's happy around you you're good to be around there's just so many different ways it can affect you yeah yeah I, I agree completely you know um, however you feel you radiate it at the end of the day and um, if you're not happy that's going to show uh, you know um, do what makes you happy at the end of the day um, and you know try things try new things and push yourself and test yourself because you can always come back don't burn any bridges always try things and if it don't work out people will take you back um, as long as you're honest open and just, you know, you've got one life, you've got to try and find what's right for you and what works. So. And I mean, as we said at the start of this episode, the whole point of this mini series that we're doing, speaking to people like yourself in various parts of the industry is to show how many different avenues you can take. You know, if, you, if you're not enjoying commercial, you could go into domestic. If you're not enjoying domestic, you could go into agricultural, industrial, you could go into lecturing. 
you could go into working in a wholesaler because wholesalers look for people with industry expertise. Um, the, 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 the paths you can take, are, there's so many of them. And that's what we want to sort of, that's the message we want to get across. Um, so for anyone out there who's watching this, um, like I said, please make sure you like, subscribe, hit the notification button below. There's so many videos, so many talking to different sparkies in the industry and they're there for you. So we hope you find it helpful. Um, but Sam, I want to thank you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right then. You take care and we'll see you all next time.